that at this very moment the world is teeming with important events. A man in Hong Kong, for instance, is preparing to force his way into a bank at the point of a gun, unaware of the fact that the police are waiting for him, that he will die very shortly with three bullets in his back. A woman in Hollywood, California, is about to take a screen test that will eventually make her the most envied woman in America. A gentleman in Peoria, Illinois, has invented a new kind of mousetrap, but is destined for a heartbreaking disappointment when he discovers that the world will not be the path to his door for it, as advertised. And at this very moment, a man named Charlie Gifford is stepping into his modest home after a hard day's work to face his destiny. I'm home, Hazel. Set him home. I heard you. Well, that's a fine way to greet a guy when he gets back from a ten-hour stint in the office. If you don't like it, you can lump it. Is dinner ready? Sure. Just open up a couple of cans. What? And don't cut your fingers. All right. What are you reading? Those ads again? Buying yourself another $5,000 mink? The ads in the papers are as close as I'll ever get to one on your salary. Well, what's the matter with my salary? 75 bucks a week for a married couple ain't so bad. Not if you don't mind living like a termite. Now listen, Hazel. You promised me sable and diamonds when I married you. Well, what have I got? Skunk and rhinestones. You told me what kind of a big shot you were going to be. You're big all right when it comes to talk, but that's all. Oh, I haven't been such a bad husband to you, Hazel. I wouldn't rave. Well, I try to act like a guy with responsibilities, don't I? But you, you, you act like a dame who married me for my bank account. Bank account? No self-respecting bank would handle our nickels. Well, I'm tired of it, Charlie. Sick and tired. Now the women get trips to Europe and fancy clothes. All I get are promises. Oh, Hazel, that's not... I'm tired. I don't know why you even come home at all. It's always the same old thing all over again. Yeah, and you always start. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. Oh, shut up. Uh, all right. What now? I don't know. You you want to call it quits? Maybe. D don't you love me anymore, Hazel? Why should I love you? Where does it get me? Oh, you know I'm always thinking about you, honey. I mean, when it comes to the future, I, I try to save, don't I? How can you save what you haven't got? Look, as far as I'm concerned, you're the only woman in the world who ever meant anything to me. I, I proved that last year when I took out that $30,000 insurance, didn't I? So what? I can't carry so much insurance without borrowing. But, but I'm doing it just for you. Just so... Just so you'll be okay in case something happens to me. <laughs> that 30000 is doing me a lot of good as long as the company keeps Oh, for the love of Mike. What do you want me to do? Jump out of a window so you can collect the dough? Open it before you jump. The glass is expected. Why, you little... Go on, hit me. And you'll be sending me alimony checks from the city jail. Okay. Okay, if that's how you want it, let, let's call it a day. That suits me. I, I was a sep to think we'd get along in the first place. You haven't got a heart. you got a, you got a cash register. Your, your brain works like a slot machine. Then find someone else. I'm not so hard to look at. I'll get by. If I ever thought I'd find you with another guy, I'd... I'd uh, oh. Huh? Uh, Charlie? Uh, Charlie, what's the matter? Oh, uh, help. Uh, help me to... Charlie. Uh, well, here, here. Here, Charlie. Uh, oh, my... Oh, my chest. Oh, call it, Dr. Hazel. Call it. Charlie. Charlie! Today's old today. 
Well, you're feeling better, Mr. Gifford? Yeah, I... I feel okay now, Doc. What, uh, what happened to me? Well, it's one of those things, I'm afraid I... Uh, <clears throat> Here, Mrs. Gifford, if you come inside with me, I'll give you a prescription to be filled. All right, Doctor. Mrs. Gifford, he is to remain in bed for the next four weeks. Under no circumstances is he to be allowed to leave. Doctor, what's the matter with him? I didn't want to tell him myself. I thought you could manage it better, being his wife. Uh, he has a very rare heart condition that is extremely dangerous. It was only a miracle that saved him this time. But, but he's always been healthy. Perhaps. He seems to be the excitable type, however. <clears throat> what is his uh, home life like, if I may ask? Why... Why, Dr. Charlie and I are like a couple of turtle doves. You never saw two people who got along the way we do. Has he been uh, worrying about his work? Oh, no. No financial troubles? Financial troubles? Oh, my goodness, we never talk about money. Charlie does all right at his job, and I'm a simple girl with simple tastes. I stand behind him and encourage him as much as I can, of course... But I'd be satisfied if he only made half of what he does now. Well, in any case, the important thing is to keep him happy and quiet. Don't let him get a chance to upset himself in any way. And give him all the affection he wants, Mrs. Gifford. He needs affection now. Poor Charlie. Remember, the next attack may be his last. He may go on for years, though, if he's careful and he takes it easy. <clears throat> I'll have this prescription filled. He's to have one if he shows any symptoms of another attack. Yes, Doctor. And take good care of him now. I needn't repeat how serious his condition is. Oh, incidentally, uh, no overeating and no alcoholic liquors of any kind. That is important, too. I'll watch him, Doctor. Yes, lots of rest, relaxation, no worries... Oh, I'll make sure he's all right. I'll read to him and everything. And I promise I won't let him out of that bed for four weeks. Good girl. Thanks for coming, Doctor. Not at all. Good night. Good night. Hazel! Hazel! I... I'm coming. Where's the doctor? Did he leave? Just now. Well, what's the matter with me? Why didn't he tell me? There was nothing to tell you, Charlie. Charlie, you're perfectly all right. I am? Really? Sure. Sure, the doctor said you could get out of bed and do whatever you like. You just have a good time, he told me. Forget your troubles. And the sky's the limit. I never danced so hard in all my life. Uh, you tired? <laughs> a little. <laughs> How do you feel? Well, I never felt better. Really? Sure. Why? Oh, I... I was just thinking <laughs> that after all, we're not as young as we used to be. Oh, I am, baby. All right. 
then let's make a night of it, Charlie. We'll do the town until morning. Well, that, that, that might be kind of expensive. Oh, don't be like that, sweetness. Just this once. Well, okay, just this once. We'll check out of this place right after this dance. <laughs> oh, over on the corner, driver. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charlie, you sure uh, so much drinking doesn't make you sick? Uh, I never felt better my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Charlie. I'd you get this. Oh, sweet home. <laughs> oh, thanks. Here, here, keep keep the change, driver. Hey, what are you looking at, darling? You uh you sure you're all right? Sure, absolutely. Oh. Well uh, let's go upstairs. I was drunk last night, drunk the night before. I'm gonna get drunk uh, again. Charlie, Charlie. What, what what's the matter? The, uh, the elevator isn't working. Well, who says it isn't? The super told me it was going to be closed tonight for repairs. <laughs> Come on. We'll have to walk. Six flights? Well, I'll race you up, Charlie. Come on. Come on, catch me, Charlie. Come on. Okay. Come on. Here I come. I meet you downtown. For what? Well, we could have a nice big dinner and and then take in the fights and a couple of nightclubs. The fights? I thought you hated the fights. They're exciting, aren't they? And how? Well, well, that's what I like these days, Charlie. Well, well, fine. I'll get two tickets. All right. Oh, oh, Charlie, the doorbell's ringing. I better hang up. Well, meet me at the office at 7, honey. I'll be there at 7 sharp. Good evening, Mrs. Gifford. Oh. Good evening, Doctor. Come in. You haven't called me about another visit, but I thought I'd make one on my own just to see how my patient was getting well, he, on. He, he's not here, Doctor. Oh, he's not? Uh, well, I know you said he shouldn't leave his bed, but I thought that Florida would be so much better for him and... And I, and I got a private ambulance to take him to the station and everything. Oh, he's uh, down there now? Yes, with his grandmother, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a loving old soul who understands, Charlie. And she'll take wonderful care of him, and I'm going to join him later. She'll put him under the care of another doctor down there. Oh, I see. Well, then I'll let his present position take over from here on. Uh, you told him about Charlie's condition, of course. Oh, of course, yes. And the doctor is a specialist in that sort of thing. Good. 
Of course, I wouldn't have advised you to move him if you had consulted me. But as long as you've gotten him down there safely, he's all right. I've been so very careful about poor Charlie. I've I've kept him on his diet, and I haven't let him move a single finger since his attack. <laughs> you know, he, he complains that I'm being too sacrificing in the things I do for him. Oh, but I don't listen to him. I'm glad he's in such excellent hands, Mrs. Gifford. Oh, why shouldn't he be, Doctor? After all, I I only have one husband. Well, thank you for coming, Doctor. No trouble at all. Good night, Mrs. Gifford. Good night. Man is made of stern and solid stuff, and his body can take a beating for quite a while. From the time he is born until he reaches old age, he must resist the elements and disease in order to keep alive. And in some unfortunate cases, he is also forced to resist the diabolical impulses of a homicidal wife. I'm home. I said I'm home, baby. Who cares? What? What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Dinner ready? No. Well, when will it be ready? You wouldn't want to hang that long. Say, what's got into you, honey? All you ever think about is food. You should have married a cafeteria, not a woman. But all I want is dinner, Hazel. I... Look, I... I thought we were through with fights. What's the big idea? Oh, drop dead. Okay, that's the kind of mood you're in. I won't argue with you. Why, you dumb... Oh, all right. Let's forget about it. I apologize. Now you sound more like my baby. Oh, oh, Joey Wilson called me in the office today. He wants me to do a little bowling with him tonight. At what time? Well, I'm meeting him at 8. That is, that is if it's all right with you. What time will you be home? Oh, by 10, sure. Oh, well, have fun, Charlie. It's just fine with me. <laughs> Give me a beer, bartender. I'm sorry. No ladies allowed in the bar without gents. Wow. You are a gent, aren't you? I'm walking here. That's all right. You be my escort. <laughs> well, as long as you put it that way. Here's your beer. Will you have one with me? Well, don't mind if I do. <sighs> Here's luck. You betcha. Oh, my goodness. I've got a run in my stocking. Look. Uh, Don't spoil the shape of your gams, none. You're cute. Yeah. What's your name? Axel. My real name's Axel Rudd, but everybody calls me Axel. That's a nice name. Mine's Hazel. Axel. Hazel. They rhyme, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say, say, Hazel, you live around here? Not far away. Alone? Uh-huh. And I'd get relieved early tonight. How's about the day? Well, that all depends. On what? What time you're off? Ten o'clock. Ten? 
Couldn't you make it 9.30? What's a half hour between friends? Well, I'd hate to sit there in my little house all by myself. And if you could get there by 9.30, I'd have some sandwiches ready and some beer. You mean you're inviting me up? Well, that. Oh, boy, I'd get hold of the other barkeep, baby, and have him get here earlier. I'll give you my address and see you later. Okay. Uh, how much do I owe you for the beer, Axel? Never mind, sugar. This one's on me. Were the sandwiches good, Axel? Oh, say, they hit the spot. Well, what time is it? Uh, five after ten. I just can't understand it. You can't understand what? That... <laughs> the time flies so fast when I'm with you. Sit over here next to me. Oh, you don't have to ask me twice. Mm, you're so strong. I'll bet you've got a terrific punch. Oh, I do my own bouncing at that gin mill. Suppose, uh, suppose a man walked in here and interrupted us. Man? What kind of man? Some pest. He's been bothering me for weeks, and and I can't get rid of him. A measure? Oh, he's worse than that. His name is Charlie, and I'm terribly afraid of him. You expecting him over tonight? Uh-huh. Just wait till he gets here, honey. I'll kick his teeth out. You do that. I'll get rid of him, baby, once and for all. That's just what I'm hoping for. Oh. Hello? Hazel? Yes. Where are you? Oh, I'm still at the bowling alley. I, uh, I won't be home till morning, honey. You what? Well, Joey got hit with a ball. We're taking him to the hospital. Well, you see, he's, he's my pal, Hazel, and I want to stay with him until I'm sure he's okay. How can a man get hit with a bowling ball? Well, you see, it was like this. The, the joint is short of pin, boy, so Joey said that oh, he would go... Oh, stay out for the rest of the week for all I care. Who was that? Hazel, I... What? I said, who... Take those big feet of yours off my couch. Huh? Put your coat on and get out of here. I'm sick of looking at you. But, honey... Don't, honey, me, you overfed skin full of beer. Get out. Get out. on some odds and ends. Say, you're out of breath. Am I? Yeah. You look like you've been sawing a hunk of wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, listen, honey, I, I got a swell idea. Instead of eating at home, let's have dinner downtown and take in a show. Well, uh, all right, Charlie. I say, uh, isn't it chilly inside the house? Chilly? Well, I don't notice it. Before we leave, maybe you'd better check the furnace in the cellar? Oh, it'll wait till I come back. Do it now. 
Well, what's the hurry? We'll be out all evening. Is that all I get out of you when I ask for one measly little favor? Don't you ever think of anything but yourself? Oh, honey, let's not start all over again. You're treating me like an Indian squaw. I've got a right to some consideration, too. Cut it out, will you? Cut it out! That's the first time I ever let myself lose my temper since the day I got sick. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Kiss your foot? Hazel, I I tried. I I tried like crazy, but it's no go. What do you mean? Well, for a while, though, I I, I thought we were going to get along. I thought it was going to be like the old days. But you just won't leave me alone. You've got to pick and pick until you drive me off my nut. Well, what happens now? I think we ought to call it quits. Really? I'm going to get out, Hazel. That's all there is to it. You just try it, Charlie. It'll cost you plenty. Yeah? I'll squeeze you so hard the alumine will come right out of your ears. That's what you think, but I got different plans. A man's got a right to live, hasn't he? Nobody could get along with you. And any judge will back me up. No, no, he won't. Money, money, money. That's all you got on your silly mind. You, you, you're just a, a lazy tremble and itchy paw. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to my wife. My, my sweet, agreeable, lousy-tempered wife. And, sister, I'm getting rid of her in court just as fast as I can find a lawyer. I'll make you pay, Charlie. I'll make you pay right through the nose. I wouldn't give you a wooden nickel. I'm through, baby, and that's final. Now, where's my suitcase? How do I know? Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. It's in the cellar. Get out of my way. Come on. The cellar? Now, don't try to stop me, Hazel. I made up my mind. I... I won't try to stop you, Charlie. You'll find your bag downstairs. Here's the first. Yeah, I should have done this long ago. Yes. Yeah, you should have. Go on, Charlie. Go into the cellar and get your suitcase. Go on! Roll! Roll down on your fat head! Roll, Charlie! Roll! That feel better, Mr. Gifford? Uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Doc. One of the neighbors called me when she heard the noise. Your arm will be all right in a week or so. It's just a sprain, and those bruises will heal in no time. You were lucky to come out so safely after a fall like that. Yeah. I was lucky. I also crawled over and took a look at those busted stairs before I passed out. Seems to me I got a little account to settle with my love and wife. Come on, Doc. Help me out of the cell to the living room. Just Come a on. minute, Charlie. I suppose there's no point in hiding it from you any longer, although I wish I could in your condition. Hiding what, Doc? I, uh, I found your wife at the head of the stairs when I came in. You... You, you found her? She was lying on the floor. She's, uh, dead, Charlie. On the level, Doc? It's just one of those things that you have to face. She must have been a very nervous woman, on edge all the time. Or else she was under a great strain recently. What? What do you mean? Unfortunately, my first diagnosis seems to indicate that she died of a heart attack.
Well, now, let's check over the events of the last half hour. You remember the bank thief in Hong Kong I told you about? Well, he was shot to death when he was caught in the act. The Hollywood movie actress has taken her screen test, and her potential producer is reserving a table for two at the Macombo in order to become better acquainted. The gentleman in Peoria who invented the mousetrap has overcome his disappointment and is now on the verge of inventing something bigger and better in the way of a trap for rats. And at this very moment, a man named Charlie Gifford is making plans to spend a winter of rest and relaxation on the shores of Miami Beach with the aid of a $10,000 life insurance policy left to him by his lately lamented and loving wife, Hazel. The Clock will be heard next week, same time. It's written by Lawrence Clee and stars Hart McGuire as The Clock. Tonight you heard Wendy Playfair as Hazel and Leon Pierce as Charlie with Edward Howell and Owen Weingott. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. You've been listening to Old Time Radio on WHRF.